0: Hi.
1: sounds like a delay
0: <laughs> your voice like crackled when you said that's why I was like um hey
1: oh I was also testing the volume before I plugged my phone in because the last time I tested the volume I hung up on you
0: oh yeah forgot about that that was cool so
1: yeah but you know otherwise my phone will not be charged, and then I won't have an alarm. First world problems.
0: You don't charge it while you're sleeping?
1: No, because I have a cat that eats cords.
0: Ew.
1: Yeah, so Bazinga has eaten every single iPhone charger that you bring into the bedroom while they're plugged in. Um, She's eaten the for my sound bar.
0: She's eaten a couple of other
1: electrical things while they've all been plugged in.
0: Because she's like the Christmas vacation cat.
1: Yep. She loves it. So I have to charge it when I'm home like doing stuff and then not charge it overnight. Um... And even, like, the fan that I have in my bedroom, like, I have, like, a mm. uh, like a stand-up fan, like, a floor fan. Yeah. Even that, like, I have to, like, hide the cord because I'm uh, terrified that she's going to eat that. Hmm. That's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Mm. I was super pissed, like, the day, I, this was a few years ago, but, like, the day I got a new, brand new iPhone and, like, came home. Plugged it in overnight, like I always did, and she ate the whole cord. I, like, legit had the phone for not even 12 hours.
0: Can you tell me the story about Spencer when he ate my headset when he was a puppy? Yeah. It was, like, the same thing. I, like, went to bed and he... I woke up, and he was, like, eating my headset. Like, I had bought, like, the extra, like, all the accessories, like, back in the day in Verizon would be, like, you need a case for your phone, and you need this, and you need that, and, like, you know, the internet was not as accessible for shopping as it is now, so you just mm-hmm. bought everything there, and, yep, he ate my headset. Yeah.
1: It was, like, the year, two that the, that Apple, like, reinvented the charger. It, like, went from, like, the one... Size like being like that flat big bar to like a smaller. Oh yeah. So I didn't even have any extras in my house. Oh yeah, I was not happy. So ever since then, I'm like, nope. No electrical things in the bedroom. Yeah, no thanks.
0: She's such a bazinga. (laughs) She She really said that too. Charlie said that too when you were like, You made my cord Bazinga.
1: She's such a Bazinga. It's oh. a perfect name for that cat. Yeah. Um well I'm glad that you weren't ready five minutes ago because my plow guy came and scared the absolute crap out of me, like you know, they always do. We're
0: reading. You know what it's like super quiet in your house and then it's like boom boom you're like ah Um That was me. Really I would say yes, but our we got a new plow guy this year because everyone was so outrageous and he was like recommended. Like people said he was great. And I mean not that he isn't, I guess, but um he doesn't like his rule is he doesn't plow unless you get three and a half inches and we haven't had three and a half inches. Like oh he's plowed twice all winter. Wow. So like the all this massive ice that we had like this week, like was not thick like, enough for him to like plow. So Mike was out there for two and a half hours on Saturday, like breaking up and just clearing like the apron of our driveway and like right outside the garage so that we could like get in.
1: Well, the ice is so different, though. Like, my plow guy came, but it actually like made it worse because then it just exposed like the sheet of ice where before he came. There was like I was getting when I'd walk like to my garage. I would get traction from the snow, so it actually like made it kind of worse. Yeah, I mean, like I'm I not... wish he would have came. Like, Saturday morning when things started to melt and then plowed.
0: Yeah. And I'm not, like... I mean, with the ice, like, I wasn't really expecting it, like, because it was more ice than snow. But still, like, we've had a couple other times where it's, like, we've had to go out there and clear it because it was, like, it freezes over, like, if you only have a few inches... It doesn't get clear and then people drive on it, it freezes over. Yep. We still have a lot of, like, that ice chunk in, like, the middle part of our driveway where people only, like, drive. So I don't know if he does plow, like, this is going to be interesting. (laughs) Because he's going to, like, hit it. Like, he'll get up the apron of the driveway and then he's going to hit the ice under the snow. Probably break it up. I mean, I'm hoping it's like a truck with a plow, but whatever. Anyways, um, so, not that this was the episode about, but very quickly, Town. you liked it? Didn't like it?
1: Um, I liked it. I wouldn't see it again.
0: I feel that way about a lot of stuff. It was good. so, by intermission, Mike was like, what do you think? I'm like, well, it's good. I'm like, but it's weird. But so... Well, it's like, a Greek tragedy. But that's, like, that's the understanding you have to have, like, with me, too. Like, I don't like I know nothing about Greek mythology like I didn't read it I didn't like watch anything that's ever like Greek like it's like one of those things that was like never of interest to me obviously not required in anything I went to school for ever because I don't remember we learned about it in school obviously it's nothing that like made an impression on me
1: because I didn't remember the story and then like partially through like the first act. I was like, Oh yeah, I know what happens.
0: Yeah, like I I didn't, which I mean, I almost prefer like, you know me, like when I'm going to see a show, like I almost prefer like if I know what's gonna happen, then I feel like I'm anticipating it. Like, okay, did we get to this part yet? Like okay, did we get to this part yet? So um like it was I mean it was good. It's just like I mean it's kind of weird but I the talent over like all of it was excellent. Hades yeah. was amazing. Hades
1: was my favorite.
0: That's my what Mike said favorite. too. Yeah. Like, yeah, so. And good.
1: everybody was super talented, like singing, dancing, playing instruments, like all at the same time. Like mm-hmm. it was a very, very talented crew. And they were all they all had great voices. But like I just loved Hades the best. Yeah of course, right? I would be the one who loves the dark and creepier character. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but but nice. I, like, so, I knew what yep. was
1: going to happen, so. Um, but I liked it. It was good. Um, I'm not going to Beetlejuice, so I can tell you, one, I already hate it. Um, two, it's the worst movie ever made. And three, I was not interested in going anyways. So
0: there's my review. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I don't know what to think of it. I mean, I like Beetlejuice, the movie, like as a kid, but it. it's not hated. like.
1: Terrified. I could still have nightmares from it now as a 38 year old adult woman.
0: Hated it. I don't feel like Beetlejuice was a scary movie, but like, so growing up, like, my. Have, like you did too. Like spend so much time with our cousins. Like and like for us, like we had sleepovers all the time, and stuff like that. But like two of my cousins, like they always watched like horror movies, but like the cheesy ones that it's like they didn't scare me. Like and there's stuff now that it's like I'll refuse to watch, you know? But um and like not all of it was like horror movies, but like I remember like always watched Chucky, um wasn't a horror movie, but Elvira, all the Elvira movies like we always watched. Like, when we were there, um, like, used to saw that, like, creepy, like, cheesy sort of stuff. So, I just was never, like, scared by it because we were, like, always watching it. But, I just, yeah, I'm sure the, like, musical is going to be extremely cheesy.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it. (laughs) So... Unfortunately, I can't go um, because I have something else to go to that night and I don't have any time to change my tickets and find a different day, so I sold my ticket to somebody else who will enjoy it.
0: It'll be be fun for them. anyways. So tomorrow is Rare Disease Day. Um, Because, yeah. It
1: fluctuates every, like a different day every February or is it always the
0: last day of the month? It's always it could, the last day could, of the month because it's it the rarest day of the an, year.
1: As an actual answer.
0: It's the rarest day of the year. It's always February 28th unless it's a leap year. It's the 29th because that is the rarest day of the year. Gotcha. Um, so, yes. Um, so, it, it's Um. Intended to raise awareness for rare diseases um, because there are so many, but because each individual one is so rare, it's hard to get the attention that, like, a rare disease needs, um, which if we can just go right into F this and F that right up front, at hmm. least, like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, because it personally affects me to have someone that has such a rare disease, I mean, you can't get... The attention i don't want this to be like misunderstood like i mean obviously he gets some medical attention from his doctors and everything that he needs but like in terms of like research and like really actively like finding cures you can't get the attention you need for a rare disease because nobody wants to help somebody if it's not going to make them money right and it's like you know the fact that like money is like always um you know factors into it and Um, as an aside actually like a few of our clients at the gym tonight were actually talking about that before class started because like health insurances are changing so much and like what they're covering and not and I didn't realize like as of January 1st and I don't know if it's just certain companies or not but like one client was saying as of January 1st like you can't get routine blood work covered like it used to be you have to have like a reason for getting it which like blood work like the point of it is because it looks for so many things and like you could find things out like so quick from just like you know a little blood draw and now they're saying that they're not like covering it
1: i didn't hear that but from like my insurance but i don't know yeah so if i don't know if it's specific
0: to insurance because it was something or that certain like,
1: plans within so, the type yeah
0: something that she heard like from her insurance and then um Like, if you have, like, a medical need for something, like, say you get, like, mammograms every year and, like, you find, like, in between, you know, your annual exam, like, you find a lump or something of concern and you need to go in to get it checked because you don't have, like, nine more months to wait for it, you know, to come up again. Like, they're, like, pushing back to, like, not want to cover that because it's, like, well, it's been less than a year. It's, like, well, I have something serious going on that's, like, I need to check. And it's just, like, I keep hearing more and more of that, that there's, like, so much pushback for, like, all these things that, like, are not being covered and even, like, stupid little things. Like, I took Vinny to the doctor on Saturday because um, he had strep throat pretty much wipe out our entire house. Um, but I took him in, and the girl, like, when we checked in, was, like, oh, you have a $12 balance. And he was just in last month for a well visit, which well visits are 100% covered, right? So I'm like, and I had just paid like a $2.50 balance that was on his account for whatever reason when I went in for his well visit. So I'm like, oh, I was like, "Um, do you happen to know what the balance is for? And she's like, oh, I can look it up. And, like, this is not, like, the fault of anybody that works in a doctor's office. Like, I know, like, they can't, like, determine these things. So she looks up, and she was like, oh, it's for vision screening. She's like, yeah, insurance companies are pushing back on, like, what they cover. So I had to pay $12 for him to stand in the doorway and read the eye chart across the room because the insurance refused to pay for it.
1: Is that because they want you to go to a separate doctor for that?
0: I don't know. But, like... Like literally, if I knew it was gonna cost twelve dollars for him to read like a poster on the wall, I would have told them not to do it.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's because they want you to actually go to a, like an optometrist versus yeah. a pediatrician.
0: But then I don't know, that's probably even more expensive. Then I'd be paying more than twelve dollars to go to an actual eye doctor. And i would be like at least a thirty dollar copay.
1: Which is interesting.
0: Which means that the insurance would be paying even more money for the eye doctor than for, like, the high screening.
1: I know somebody posted, um, like, lady I used to work with posted on Facebook that she was at her, like, well visit. Let me see if I can find it. She took a picture of this sign that was hanging up in, like the doc like on the back of the doctor's door and it was so weird because she was there for her well visit right so like you go and you talk about things that may have changed and the sign was like something along the lines of like if you're here for your annual exam oh here it is if you're here for your annual wellness visit and discuss a new problem or concern your insurance company may charge you a copay Like, Wait. like if you so like let's say you're there for your well visit and all of a sudden like you've never had a lump on your breast before and then you found one that the doctors and the insurance companies like when they code everything in could charge you for like a breast exam
0: oh that's always you didn't been the case that.
1: it's like so weird though
0: that's always been like that when I worked for a health insurance company like almost 20 years ago that was the case That's not new.
1: I think it's not. I mean, it's beyond. I've never had anyone say anything to me.
0: Well, it's like like, they always ask you, like,
1: what's new? Is there anything wrong? Like, do you feel like it's the doctor's
0: discretion, but it's not new. They've always been able to do that. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's bogus. Like, everything's like a money maker. Um, And if it's not, then they don't. So that's like, you know, when it comes to like getting research for something like I mean Dante like I mean think about it so over like I was looking through someone like rare disease day comes up every year I like go back and look through um like what I've posted about it and in 20 it was either 2018 or 2019 like when I had posted something I think I shared something from another family that we know in Portugal and Like, when I shared it, I just said, this is just one of two other families, like, we know in the world that has, like, that's affected by SPG 52. And I'm thinking, like, wow, in just, like, three or four years, or four or five years now, like, I went from, we only knew of two other people in the whole world to 50, like, and we don't. Oh,
1: now it's up to 50.
0: But, like, that's the thing, like, and it's, like, wow, like, for us, like, that's, like, huge, but think about it, like, 50 people. Out of mm-hmm. the billions of people in the world that have my, his my specific building condition, building
1: work has like two hundred people that work yeah. in it.
0: Yeah, like that would be like a floor. Yeah, but out of like the entire world. So That's I mean, what I mean, like if you think yeah. about
1: it like that standard, it's like it's like a floor of my work.
0: Like it's insane. So we're actually really lucky with Dante's um, condition, though, is that you know we we able to find an organization that was already doing research, like two, two motivated families that have better connections than I would ever have to know about going about this to, you know, start a foundation, raise money, find doctors willing to get on board to start doing research. And then through their research, they had found that there was like four subtypes total that are very similar that could benefit from the same type of treatment. So they kind of rebranded their organization to serve all of the subtypes which are deemed AP4 diseases so his spastic paraplegia is caused by a mutation in one of his AP4 genes and it's very specific so he's AP4S1 but there's AP4M1 AP4B1 and I always forget the other one um so like they've done this research and they're basically like funding it themselves So, like, they've raised money and they've gotten donors and actually, like, new just over the last few months, like, the one father, like, that started this, like, he started his own biotech company to be able to fund, like, the gene therapy research for, like, their specific subtype and then, like, moving forward, like, it could benefit the other ones, like, I'm assuming down the road. But, like, you know, like, people don't want to invest in, you know this research for like this one specific thing. So he's like, you know what? Like I've started companies before, like I'm starting my own biotech company and we're funding it ourselves.
1: This and I'm getting crazy.
0: investors for my startup company. And like, this is what we're going to do. Um, so crazy. Yeah, because, you know, like I, I get, it costs a lot of money to do this research, but the fact that like you, like nobody wants to do something like in on this level, I should say, but like people don't want to invest in something for the greater good, and that because I did a good thing, they want to invest because it's like, what am I going to get out of it? Like, right. well, I what can am save I get, your.
1: How much money am I going to make out of it?
0: I can save your life, but what am I going to get out of
1: it? Right.
0: So it's just yeah, um,
1: it's like well, it's, you know, it's like that. It's the whole theory of like, oh, if I'm saving, why would I save fifty people when I can do this and save quote-unquote, thousands. Yeah. Like, but at the end of the day,
0: everybody needs help. <laughs> Everyone needs to be safe. Yeah. Um, so, um, the Rare Disease Day website is actually pretty cool. If, like, you ever have time to dig around on it, it's rarediseaseday.org. Um, but it says, like, what is Rare Disease Day? Like, what is a rare disease? Um, like, information from previous ones. So, like, they have, like, these events going on around the world. So, like, tomorrow at 7 p.m tomorrow like they encourage everybody to light up for bear so even just like put like and light up and like whatever we can so like grab your christmas lights and like plug them in somewhere like you don't have to like decorate you know but like just plug in your lights and like take a picture of it or like you know put some put some colorful lights like outside for the day or like ask a business to like you know light up the outside of their business um and then they have, like, you could do, like, filters on social media even that are just, like, you know, like, multicolored filters to do it. And, um, and it's, like, 7 p.m. your local time. So, like, you know, for the next, like, 24 hours around the world, basically, like, people will be, like, lighting up all over. Because um, rare diseases as a whole, like, is not rare. So there's 300 million people that have a rare disease. But then you break that down. There's over 6,000 types of rare diseases that are known. Like, and then there's just still undiscovered ones, too. And then, like, it just, like, whittles down, like, farther and farther and farther, you know? Mm-hmm. Until you get to, like, a Dante that's 1 in 50. Right. It's just, it's, like, one of those things that's still, like, so, like a topic that's so over my head but like still just like fascinates me like the statistics of like all this and you know
1: well you have to think of like how many people that live in third world countries like we like I'm sure have something but because they live in a third world country like they're not exposed to having genetic testing done or other you know treatment options Than like the basics of what they can get so there's got to be like not only more people diagnosed with rare diseases but there's got to be more rare diseases because of that like they just
0: don't have that we don't know I mean think of even in the U.S. like it's kind of slowly getting a little bit more accessible like as like the you know years go by but It's still a lot of people like access to being able to like get and afford like genetic testing in the United States, like, you know, insurance is if they don't cover it, like it goes back to like insurance coverage. Like if they don't cover it, I mean genetic testing could cost thousands of dollars. I think you guys
1: are the only ones I know who have done it.
0: I don't know anybody else who has it's hard well and it's hard to find the right person and get access to a doctor i think that like would know to do it and to get it so like and like for doctors i think in general to like know how and where to send people for it so when we did ours we um like we were lucky enough that we were matched up with this neurologist in um sorry i'm watching the dog who i swear came to the door to be let in and then ran away and then he saw me at the window and was like no i'll come in
1: <laughs> no actually i'd like to come in now thank you
0: yeah so um we so back in the day when we were trying to figure out what was going on with dante because at the time it was just obviously like he had developmental delays and you know he was over a year old and not reaching milestones and then he had the issue where he like stopped gaining weight and so you know like we had an amazing pediatrician well she's still our pediatrician but like you know she just was like all right like let's check this box like you know he's like he hasn't put weight on in two months like let's go to endocrinology and make sure there's no hormone issues okay like like check like that wasn't the problem let's go to the next person you know Um, right Like, let's go to urology. No problems there. Okay, check. Like, you know. Um, So we were actually on a wait list for, like, six months to get into a genetic counselor in the Buffalo area. And we had seen a neurologist in this area, too. Um, We just were not pleased with the approach that she had, and we weren't getting answers. Um, So... We're like, you know, we obviously want a second opinion. And this neurologist, while probably very intelligent woman, like, I mean, she was very intelligent, but she had no bedside banner, like, and she was not communicating with us. Like, she would, like, we would go into the office and she would, like, look at Dante and, like, make notes, but, like, not say a word to us. And then, like, you know, you'd get your checkout paperwork and, like, your visit summary and go home and then I'd like come home and like the next day just like be looking through papers and you know you're like clearing off your counter and so you like pick up the papers like what's this what's this so I'm like reading through the papers to see like what part I needed to keep her not she would like throw in like information about like spastic quadriplegia and like things like that and I'm reading this like terrified. I'm like Mike, I'm like why did they give us this I'm, like she never even said these words to us like you know Like, so, you think my son's quadriplegic, but you didn't even say it to us when we were, like, in the room with you, and you just, like, throw in this paperwork. Like, you know. (coughs) Excuse me. So, we got sent to Rochester, like, so our pediatrician was, like, yeah, no, like, you're not happy. Like, we're going to go somewhere else. Like, let's go try Rochester. So, um, our pediatrician, like, made all the appointments for us. So, like, they were, like, you know... I made an appointment for you. You're going to see this doctor in Rochester, um, like, on this day. So, like, Rochester, the way they match you up, (coughs) it's, like, they get the information about, like, what's going on and, like, match you with a doctor that, like, specializes in that sort of thing. So we get there, and by this point of, like, going to all these doctors, it was, like, a week or two before our appointment was coming up here with the genetic counselor. So we get into this doctor's office. And he has another girl that was there, um, like, sitting in with him, and he, like, introduced her, but, like, I don't even remember if he said, like, what she did. And so, like, he's talking to us and asking all these questions, and so we're talking about the specialists that we were going to, and we're like, oh, like, you know, we have an appointment next week with a genetic counselor in Buffalo. And he's like, well, he's like, you know I'm a geneticist, right? And we're like, um, no. And he's like, you know, if you want to keep the appointment, like, that's up to you. He's like, but, like, he was, so he's a neurologist that specializes in genetics. So he's both. And they sent us that day to get blood drawn to do our genetic um, testing. So it's whole exome sequencing. And, um, like, as a result of this, they took blood from all three of us. So they, like, run all these tests. And they'll run, like, this massive batch of tests. And they'll have, like, no conditions like, come up, then they move on to the next batch of tests and basically just keep running tests and running tests until something flags in the system of, like, what happens. So, we could also sign off on if we want any secondary findings, which means since they're running all these, like, tests, like, on our blood samples anyways, like, as parents, like, if something popped up for us, like, they would just let us know. So, that's how I found out about the cardiomyopathy marker that I have, um... But so, like, so we were lucky to, like, get a doctor that, like, knew how to do all this. But then because of, like, my testing that came back, it was recommended that, like, people in my family go get tested and get looked at for that. So my aunt had gone and gotten the testing. But, like, to this day, and this is, about five years later now, almost six years, my sister still cannot figure out how to get this test done. Like, she wants to get tested to see if, like, she also has this genetic marker but like her primary doctor like wrote her a script and sent her to Quest and Quest was like we can't like do this like a Quest like regular blood work like diagnostic lab like does not do genetic testing so like right. that's the thing like people just don't know how to even get it and like a primary care physician may not even know how to get genetic testing hmm it's just all, like, very complicated. Very interesting, but very complicated.
1: Yeah, I don't need the test to tell you what I got genetically. (laughs) (laughs) So, funny enough, we were talking about that yesterday at dinner.
0: Genetic testing? No,
1: just, like, all these eye problems, and, um my aunt was asking me about them and I was telling her how like a year ago I did this laser treatment that was supposed to help and it really didn't and -hmm. the doctor was like oh maybe you should do it again and I told him no because I didn't like nothing changed drastically and when I had the, uh, the treatment done I had like a migraine for like three or four days and it finally went away and then I had to go back and get the other eye done and like triggered the migraine again so then we're talking Ugh. about my dad who has eye issues also has had this treatment done but he never had the migraine um, and my aunt said she had something similar and she never had the migraine and then she like looks at my mom she's like oh that's for migraine I'm like yep yeah <laughs> so it was like we were just talking about like how genetically like what they had that I have also gotten <laughs> we were joking about it
0: yeah gotta love qualities. all the things that get like all the best on you qualities the <laughs> yeah that's what happens when you have kids you just get to look at how they're just like little
1: I mean, we Nothing about, about, about it a, a, a
0: lot, lot. <laughs> well so excuse me as I keep getting this like poking in the back of my throat that's like of course like fine all day and then oh you need to talk like I'm gonna make you choke non-stop um so last week it started like Tuesday night I I'm like obsessed with checking like the back of my throat like getting a flashlight and looking for like anything going on in the back of my throat like if I'm not like all
1: the time or just when you're sick
0: like when I feel anything coming out like the first thing I'll do is check my throat I like used to get strapped throat like at least once a year every single year and when I was in like away at school when I was like in Oswego like I think just living the dorms and stuff and the germs, like I was getting sick so much, like I was in the ER one night, like it was so bad. um And then um, probably like a few years, like post like mid twenties, like I kind of started to outgrow that. And then my doctor had put me on like prescription FloNase at one point and had told me like, and I'd switched doctors. So, like, this doctor, like, finally someone who, like, helped, you know, like, use, like, the saline nose spray to, like, keep your nose, like, cleaned out. And, like, you know, if, like, it's really bad. Like, Flonase helps take care of it. And I kind of stopped having problems. And I don't, I haven't used Flonase in years, but, like, I always keep, like, the nose spray, like, the saline nose spray around. Um, so, if, like, I'm starting to feel, like, allergies or anything that might, like, irritate, like, my nose and my throat, I, like, try to be really good about the nose spray. Which has helped tremendously. But so last week, I'm like, you know, like all of a sudden, like I had a cold a few weeks before, like finally got over it. And then I'm like, oh, like my throat was like kind of getting sore. So I'm like looking at it and it was red, like inflamed. So then I'm like looking extra hard, like, are there white dots there? Like, is it an infection? So I like walk out of the bathroom, like, and I, like take- I'm shine it in I'm my, I'm shining my, I'm more mouth impressed
1: mouth. that you can see down your own throat.
0: But so it's right in the back of your mouth. Yeah,
1: but still, by the time I, like, open my mouth and put the flashlight in, like, I can't see anything.
0: Oh, yeah, no. Well, and now, like, I'm trained to do oral mechanism exams for school. So, like, I'm, like, you know, learning how to check for all sorts of fun things in your mouth. So, wow. yeah, I can I can evaluate you next time we see each other in person if you'd like. Perfect.
1: <laughs> next Monday at the gym, we'll walk in yeah. and be like, excuse me, I need my evaluation.
0: Yeah. Um, like unofficially just you know not licensed but I can just take a peek and tell you if you should go see anybody I don't check for diseases though so this is just my own personal specialty so anyway, I walk out of the bathroom and I'm like take my phone right and I like shine the flashlight in my mouth and I'm like Mike look I'm like I was like I have strep throat and he's like I don't see anything I'm like look like like I have, I, I have strep throat like I know I do and he's, like, I don't see anything. Like, you're probably fine. I'm, like, like, okay, whatever. So I go to bed. I get up the next morning. I'm still, like, a little sore. And so I put, like, cinnamon oil in my coffee. Like, take my On Guard. Like, mix up my little potion pills. Off I go for the day. Like, take a little bit of Motrin for, like, inflammation and pain. Go about my day. Like, as the day went on, I'm, like, oh, like, I think I feel a little bit better. But, you know pretty heavily dosed on like anything that can make me feel better um so when I get home from work or from school I might get home from work and he's like I feel awful he's like my throat hurts like I don't feel good like I was freezing all day I'm like it's 20 degrees outside so Mm -hmm. I'm like you know like okay whatever so then Thursday morning like the ice storm so like school was delayed so I didn't end up having to go in but I had clients in the afternoon but I'm like you know like my throat's still sore like Mike said he was getting sick which means like somebody spread it to somebody else like I was like (laughs) I'm going to the doctor like I need to know if it's strep throat like the kids were home on winter break I said like I don't need all of us sick so I called my doctor The pediatrician on Saturday was, by the way, very surprised that doctors, any doctor still does this. So my doctor for sick visits, like I went just the week before, ironically, for a well visit, walk right into the office, like, you know, like mask optional, walk in, like go to your appointment. I call because I'm sick, and they're like, wow, well, we have a 940 appointment, but you need to get here at 920. Call this private number when you get here. We're coming out to COVID and flu test you before you come in, and well, if you think it's strep throat, we'll swab you while you're in the car, and then you wait in your car, and then we'll call you and tell you if it's negative. If it's negative, put a mask on, and then you can come inside the building, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, it's a lot
1: of It's like a lot of
0: rules. Yeah, and so... The girl comes out. She does the strap test first. Then I've been lucky in the last three years up till this point that I've never had to experience a COVID test where they jab the long Q-tip to your brain. Like, well, oh, my it's God.
1: It's easier when they do it and you can stand against a wall because, like, they tell you to tilt your head back far enough and then they do it. So you don't like gag as much on it versus like being straightforward. Yeah, I know no, this because my... I when I worked for my mom, I had to have them done all the time because that's what yeah. New York State mandated.
0: Yeah, and it
1: wasn't like the at-home test; like you had to legit get it done by somebody.
0: No, and that's not that thing's not even a Q-tip; it's like a metal rod, it with like a bristle. Crazy on long. It. it honestly looked like a tiny little like bottle brush and she like jammed it up there and she was like oh I know she's like I'm sorry I just have to do the other side and like jammed I'm like I'm like ready to like hurl in my car and she's like okay I'll be back I'm like are you just gonna leave me like this I'm like my eyes were like watering I'm like gagging I'm like choking and so anyways like it all came back negative so they let me come in so they're like no it's just a sore throat and I'm like, well, my contagious. He's like I work with clients like very closely, like in a small room, just the two of us for like 45 minutes. I said, I don't want to be like w- near somebody like if I'm contagious. <laughs> the doctor, who's kind of like, Sick. that is a great question. He's like, you could be contagious for three to five days before you show symptoms like and not even know it. And then you show symptoms and like by that point, you're fine. He's like you can be contagious for three to five days after you start showing symptoms. I'm like, well, which is it? Like, right? So he's like, yeah. you know, I can write you a note to stay home today if you want. He's like, you'll be fine tomorrow. He's like, you know, like, just keep doing what you're doing. Take care of your sore throat. Like, you know, they they all go away on their own. The only concern with strep is because it's a bacteria is that it could cause heart problems if it goes untreated. So, right. um, I'm like okay whatever so I leave I call Mike I'm like okay like it's just a sore throat he's like okay so I come home I stayed home the rest of the day like hanging with the kids like he comes home like goes into the bathroom comes out and he's like I have a temperature he's like you know this year said like whatever like this year stuff like 101 or whatever he said it was And he's like I think I'm getting an ear infection and here I am I'm like I don't like it's so rare. Like an adult with an ear infection, it's like, yeah, what? Yeah, so like
1: it doesn't happen, <laughs> right?
0: So I mean, like, it okay. might.
1: There might be somebody out there who is very susceptible to ear infections. So
0: just, yeah, it's very so, rare. Rare, right? A rare disease. Yeah, for an adult. For um, <laughs> so I'm like, we'll go to the doctor. I'm like, just go to urgent care now. Like, you know, there's not going to be a way. Like, go now like because if you need something like you want to get started right away so like 20 minutes later he texts me i have strep throat and an ear infection i'm like "Of, of course you do so i'm like okay like might as well just go wait at the pharmacy for your medicine so he comes home like about an hour or so later and we go about our day so this is thursday so friday I go to school. I come back in the afternoon. and he's kind of like moping around, and I'm like, "What's what are you doing? And then finally, he's like, "I don't feel good." And I'm like, "Does your throat hurt? Like, what's wrong?" He's like, "Yeah." Like, throat hurts. Like, you didn't want to say anything. I'm like, "Well, like, tell us. I can give you something." So I start giving him Motrin, like you know, rest, water, whatever. And so, like, I want, like, you know, let me know because, like, if you need medicine, like, you need to know. So he said I was like feeling better. He's doing okay. So then. Saturday, well, Friday night. I was telling Mike, and this is my fault. I was like, "Oh my, like, there's no basketball tomorrow." I'm like, "Like, we don't have to have an alarm set for anything." Like, I'm just like so worn out. Like, we just get to wake up naturally, and we wake up at six oh five a.m. on Saturday to Vinny sitting at the end of our bed crying because he's in pain. I'm like so uncomfortable, and the poor kid was probably up like all throughout the night, but like waited till morning to come downstairs. So I got him more Motrin. I came and laid on the couch so, like, the sick, t- two sick people could um, stay in bed. And we waited <laughs> they didn't for breathe the doctor. on each other. <laughs> so his, their, his doctor has Saturday morning hours. <coughs> they used to be walk-in, but now you call and, like, make an appointment, and they'll make them for, like, so long, like, in the morning until, like, I'm sure they have, like, a cut-off time. Which
1: is really nice that they have hours
0: on Yeah. So, like, they turn the phone on at 7.30, and they'll start seeing people at 8. So, I called at 7.45, and she's like, well, you know, can you come in at 9? So, we get there. We're so lucky because his doctor was working that Saturday because it's, like, a huge practice. So, there's going to be, like, at least, like, five or so doctors. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, Dr. Lynn is here. We're so excited. So, He was, like, okay with going, but he was, like, kind of, like, nervous and upset because, like, he didn't want to get a strep test. So, go in. Talk about genetics, Elisa. Yeah. He had an ear infection. And And strep throat. Clinical symptoms of strep throat. And I say that because she said, based on her clinical judgment, it was strep throat. But because he needed antibiotics anyways, because he definitely had an ear infection. She's like, I don't have to swab him unless you want to know for sure that it's strep. But she's like, dad has it. So he probably has it. Um, And like, he needed the antibiotics anyway. So I'm like, don't even torture him. Like, it's fine. So (laughs) strep test is the worst. It is. I like, I mean, I haven't, luckily,
1: haven't had to... I had this strep test in a very, very long time. But every time I did, it was like, I would just, like, almost throw up. And I have such a horrible gag reflex anyways. Yeah. brushing my own teeth. Okay? It's bad. So, like, let alone to, like, have somebody, like, shove something down your throat. Yeah. It's horrible. Oh,
0: well, it is. Well, I know Mike came home from urgent care um, um, Thursday, and he was like that was the worst test ever. He's like, that was disgusting. He's like, I've never had a strep test before in my life. Like, that was awful. I'm like, you're 41 years old. Like, you've had a strep test before. He's like, no, I haven't. I go, how about three years ago when we came home him. from Myrtle Beach? I was like, how about three years ago we came home from Myrtle Beach and, like, you were so sick and you went to urgent care and you got a strep test and you had a strep throat. He's like, oh, yeah. He was so sick he
1: doesn't remember.
0: Oh my God, this dog does not possibly have to go out again. Um, yeah, but I'm like, there's no way, like, kids from ah, all my headphones are falling, like, kids from the 80s, like, there's no way, like, you grew up in our generation and never had a strep test. I have
1: strep throat like almost every year,
0: yeah, like, I always did. It was awful. He probably just wants to play in the snow. Go! Oh
1: my gosh, the other day. After the ice storm Flota was licking the snow off the top of the ice Aww. and eating it. I'm like, Are you eating this snow? And she's like "Looks at me like, Yeah And then she like just kept going like like a little lawnmower but eating the
0: snow. Um our ice storm, Dino getting stuck outside like he could not grip onto the stairs to get up and kept falling down them, that we'd have to like go out and like try to help pull him up but then of course like you have nothing to grip onto like when you're standing in the house with your slippers so like you can't stand on the steps <laughs> you have to try to like so then like put salt down and it kind of like ate away at some of the ice so that it got like a little slushy. but i'm like um oh. like was- the dog can't get in the house so
1: last week at, starting last Thursday, it was like every day I was gone from 8 a.m to like close to midnight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it was just one of those times. So my parents actually took Slota to, so they had her during like the actual ice ice storm. But like walking to and from my car to work was like terrifying. Yeah Absolutely terrifying. Like I parked next to like a tree and legit like pulled myself over to the sidewalk, like using like my car and then used the tree as leverage to like be able to get onto the sidewalk. Oh. And then jump over the ice to get onto the paved street and it was safer to walk in the street with the cars flying at you than it was to
0: walk on the icy sidewalk. Oh, I believe that. That happened going to Shays either and I like the one sidewalk was like not like shoveled at all. This was like days later so like after the show we're like we're walking in the road. Yeah. Oh.
1: That was probably nothing compared to like what I had to walk through on Thursday. No, I, I can't was. imagine. My walk So, like, my walk to work is up a little bit. Like, there's a little hill. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, that wasn't as bad. But, like, coming down the hill, I was like, if I hit any ice,
0: I'm done. I would have just sat on my butt to start and just slid. But the problem
1: is then you're crossing over these major intersections. Yeah. Like, I have to cross over, like, the Skyway twice. And, like, downtown at, like... Five o'clock is chaos. Like everybody's out on the road. I was like, "I'm, I'm. This is. I'm going to end up in the middle of the street, like run over." No, no, thank you. I actually had a coworker drive me back to my car on Thursday because I was so afraid to walk. Oh, that was so nice. It was nice. Love okay.
0: I appreciate it greatly. Oh, so nice. All right. Um, I have a few quick. Infograph statistics for Rare Disease Day. So I already mentioned this one, 300 million people worldwide living with rare disease. Um, currently, rare diseases affect 5% of the worldwide population. So I don't know, what is the worldwide population? Like, do we have numbers on that?
1: Oh, yeah, I could Google it if you want me to.
0: If you are, it doesn't matter, but it's just like, I mean, you think we're at like only 5% of like the entire world, which like 5% might seem like, oh, like that's kind of a lot, but let's see. Like, Current yes, but not.
1: world population. Come on, Google. Uh, 7.888 billion, and that's from 2021. 7, let's see they They're assuming about eight billion in twenty twenty three.
0: Okay. Um uh, minus five percent. So that is how did that no? I did something wrong know oh, i did three hundred and ninety, about 394 million people
1: oh yeah is- Duh,
0: 300 million people worldwide i think we need to look that up <laughs> which is <5%. laughs> we're both
1: we're both so tired right now <laughs> neither one of us picked up on that so do not ask okay. us for math help at 10 30 at night we will fail
0: no thank you um so, <laughs> oh, my God, the more, you know, <sighs> so collectively, the number of people living with rare diseases is equivalent to the population of the world's three largest countries. There are 6,000. I was going to
1: say, do you need me to find out what the three largest countries
0: are? No, no. We're done. We're done doing the extra research. It just is, <laughs> we're not smart. Um, there are six thousand plus identified rare diseases. Seventy-two percent of rare diseases are genetic, while others are the result of infections, bacterial or viral allergies, and environmental causes or rare cancers. Seventy percent of genetic rare diseases start in childhood. Which always makes me wonder too. Like, did they start in childhood, or that they're actually identified? Because there's a lot of people that have like a rare disease. Like, and especially think about it—if it's genetic, like you have it. I'm not letting you out again. You stop it. <laughs> He's like sassing me. Oh no. Um, well, like- I would.
1: I mean, I would say then. That- they would have to quote unquote start in childhood because you're born with it if it's genetic. I
0: would think if it's a genetic disease and you have it, I would think 100% of them. Like, now,
1: I know like, like my mother in law didn't, we didn't find out about hers until she was much older. But like Dan was the opposite because he was very young. He was like right around the age of two when he got diagnosed with his.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm wondering if it's, like, if they're talking about the symptoms, like, I mean, that manifest in childhood, because some people, could, like, obviously, like, you have this genetic. Just, I don't know. I think that requires me to know more than I do about genetics. That
1: requires, like, me to know a lot more than what
0: I know. I do have a DNA book that I bought, like, an Usborne book, like, children's book I bought from, Mike, like, a few years ago about DNA. Ooh. <laughs> to try to help us learn about it
1: um did it help
0: i don't think either of us read it
1: oh well but i guess it didn't help
0: <laughs> it might like i've tried to at one point and i was like oh i really like I, every so often i'm like like on his nightstand like under stuff i'm like "Well, oh, i should read this and then it's like i'll start to read a page and then someone will ask me a question and are like walk away and forget um Equity for people living with a rare disease is equitable access to diagnosis, treatment, health, social care, and opportunity. So like that's what they need. Um so that is that in terms of interesting facts about
1: those were the only interesting facts I had as
0: well. So Well, because there's not because there needs to be more you know what I mean? It's like that's like as much as we can find, and so that's why it's nice like the power of social media when it's used for good is like the like I follow so many people now that are like have rare diseases or like you know that like have pages for like their kids and stuff to like follow their stories because mm-hmm. like and that's why we started like the pages that we have like for Dante and um, I haven't updated his actual website in a while, but. Like, I wanted to bring awareness, and I was just talking about this the other day um, with our diagnostic team at school, because he's coming in for an evaluation, but um, I said, like, you know, like, I started this, and they were, like, oh, my gosh, like, we supervisor surprised, was, like, I'm going to, like, tear up, because I was telling her, like, his, you know, Instagram handle, I was, like, it's at PatientWarrior52, And I said, that's actually what his name means, which, like, we didn't know, like, when we named him, we just liked the name. Um, I said, but then, like, ironically, like, you know, finding out he had this condition, like, when he was a few years old, and then, like, I wanted to start, you know, like, something to build awareness and, like, finding out, like, that's what his name means, like, his Dante Luigi. So, like, Dante means, like, patience and enduring, Luigi's warrior, so... Um, And then, of course, she's like, oh, he's not Italian at all. I'm like, no, not even a little bit. (laughs) Not at all. No way. Um, So, um, joking for people that are picking up on that very Italian little boy. Love it. Um, So, it was hard for us to kind of figure out how to start raising awareness because we didn't want to look like we were looking for sympathy and you know just attention like we want people to understand like that things like this exist and to follow Dante's story and to like see the impact like I mean I go back all the time and look at like videos and pictures of him from just a few years ago and like the changes like just looking at him standing in his walker and I was like wow like his like his toes were straight or you know like he he could walk like across the house like in his walker and now like you know watch him try to like pull himself up to standing it's like such a struggle like because he can't get into a half kneel anymore and it's like hard for him like he's using his arms to do everything so right. like people like not realizing like they'll watch him like pull himself up and like get places like he's so strong like he's gonna be like you know like walk it him like if you walk him like he's doing a lot of things with his upper body um and like I know a lot of people don't see a lot of that and I mean he's you know, made gains in therapy, but he's also had a lot of setbacks this year. Um, some that you know probably could have been avoided, and you know things that we tried thinking they'd help him, and they ended up not. Um, but you know that's the thing; like everything's trial and error when it's a rare disease. So, like you don't, mm-hmm. like you don't know. So like we know a lot of people that had luck with Botox, so we tried it with him, and three rounds in, it just it was like horrible for him it um uncovered and this is a risk of Botox which we knew going in it's not like we didn't know it could happen but um I guess until you see it like you don't really know either but a lot of times with Botox which you don't understand when someone has like high spasticity which means they have like really high muscle tone and like tension that people see that as strength not realizing that that's just like how tense their muscles are so then when you get rid of that spasticity you realize they actually have no muscle strength so and that's what so for months his legs were jello he couldn't bear weight on his feet like he just lost like years of like therapy progress like and had to like start over from the beginning um and so he's getting Almost back to baseline with how he was, like, before the Botox. But the problem is that he's had, like, a billion girl spurts in that time, too.
1: Saying, he's so tall now.
0: And so, like, with that, like, the scissoring, which is his, le- his legs, like, turning in and crossing when he walks. So his feet turn inward and he, like, you know, trips over his feet. And so, like, that's getting more pronounced now because like he's bigger and he's growing so like you know everything's like turned and like a lot of times like his feet will almost turn like almost completely around like or looks like they're going to. Um He can't put his heel down so he's like on his toes. It's very hard to get him like on his heel so that he can stand um like flat footed. Um, he was doing amazing with these KAFOs, which are orthotics actually come all the way up over his knee and he was standing independently in them before and like almost ready to like take steps independently it was the only way he's ever been able to stand on his own without holding on to something and like he can't do that anymore and it's just I mean and we've kind of slowly seen you know like the Botox was a huge factor and like, you know, like this huge setback, but we've kind of seen like little setbacks that you don't really realize until you kind of look back at like where he was to where he is now Um, because with his specific condition, um, so the spastic paraplegia, um, it's progressive, so it can get worse over time. And, you know, like the natural history studies that they're doing, they were saying, you know, like usually start to see You know, the disease progress when they get to five years old, but then it's always like, well, is it the conditions progressing or is it because of their growth? So we still really don't know that. Is it because like he's just growing so much more than when they were like little or is it really progressing? So that's why, you know, it's a huge push for families like, you know, that we know with the AP4 diseases because a lot of them have kids kind of around the same age and there's some older ones too, but it's, you know, it's like time is of the essence. Like you want to help your child, but also like, I mean, like they're young now where they have time to kind of like recover if we could do something for them. So it's like this huge, you know, like you don't want to rush something that's, you know, kind of a one time, like it's going to work or not work with your kid type of treatment, but also it's like, you know, you want it done, you want it done right, but you also want to try to help them, like, as quickly as possible. I mean, for Dante, he's already seven years old. Right.
1: I know um, your Instagram page is what I pulled up when, like, before I had the boys, like, meet you guys for the first time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't sure if they were ever exposed to, like, anyone being in a wheelchair or not being able to walk. Like, that child. Um, and, like, you had pictures of him, like, on these different kinds of bike, or videos, of, sorry, of him, like, riding different kinds of bikes and something else. And, like, they were blown away. Like, whoa. He has this? Like, they were more intrigued at, like, all the, like, adaptive equipment that you had versus, like, oh, he, like, he might be in a wheelchair. Like, he was, they were, like, wow, like, look at how cool this bike is. Like, it, you know, it can do this. Or, like, look at how cool this thing is. They were more intrigued by that than anything else.
0: Right. Vinny loves all the equipment that comes in here. like, And some of it's just, like, these basic things. That you're just like, wow, like, I never would have thought to use that like that. Like, his long sitter, which, like, sounds so fancy. Like, oh, he has a long sitter. Well, it's, like, a wooden – it's a narrow wooden box on wheels that he literally, like, sits in. But because it's so narrow, he can't really, like – get his legs into another position so it forces him to like sit with like his legs out in front to like stretch his hamstrings and you know like stretch out and, like lengthen like you know his muscles yeah and he can't you know he can't twist him around behind him to get into like that w set and things like that and so it's on wheels to make it fun so like you know he can go in the basement he can sit in there and then he can like push him around like a race car you know and like right. make games out of it and like make it fun or like, you can throw toys in there with him and find things to do so Like, the equipment is, you know, like, there's a lot of creative ways to help him, which is cool. But I think that's, like, the other thing, too, that, like, why awareness and, like, awareness, like, research and finding cures and all that, like, that's obviously huge. But, like, I think just awareness in general that, like, it makes people more understanding, like you said, like, you know, like, you just, you don't know, like, what kids have been exposed to and like especially at a young age like I mean to have Mm -hmm. understanding like we all know the story about jackasses at the library who you know thought my child was a weird looking old man just because he happened to be in a wheelchair and you know like I was devastated because I'm like you know like they're with their grandfather who's just like "Oh, oh, oh like you know I don't I don't know what to do so like they went and hid in the corner of a different room because he was like, you know, mortified that like these kids are saying that and like not trying to turn it into a teaching moment, just like say you're sorry, we have to go. Um but then there's other kids that just like are like curious or like you know, can see past that. So Dante, the last few weeks at basketball at the Y on Saturday mornings, he's so funny. Like he doesn't want to even hang out with us and like watch Vinny's game. Like he'll get in his wheelchair he wants and he'll play. fly. He flies right down to child watch. He's like, I want to go play with my friends, so, um, we like we'll take him down there and he'll check in and like everyone that works there like loves him. Right? They're like, Hey, Dante! So the last game Vinny had last week, we went down to get him and it was just like the sweetest thing ever. There's like kids everywhere. It's a Saturday morning, so like it's jam packed in there, and Dante's like right by the door playing catch like with a ball with this little boy and like we'd never seen him before like I don't know who it was and so she's like the girl working was like Dante like your parents are you have to go he's like no like you know <laughs> like I'm playing like no and so she's like yeah like they're here and it's like he never wants to give the ball back it's just like one no of those stupid like rubber bouncy balls right like no and she's like I'm like we're like no like you have to leave I'm, like we're gonna go now so um like you know he gives the ball back and he comes out and this little boy's, like, saying goodbye to him, and then she's like, oh, he was having so much fun, and she's like, um, like, his backpack was hanging on the back of his chair, and she's like, oh, he has a picture in there, like, someone made him a picture, and we're like, oh, okay, and the little boy that was playing with him was, like, looking over, like, the little half door, and he's like, it was me, it was me, he's like, I made him a picture, Oh like, oh, thank you, so, like, we came home, and, like, Vinny got it out, it was, like, you know, like, they print, like, a stack of, like, these colored pictures, it was, like, yeah. this Mickey Mouse, like, coloring page and he like colored it all in for Dante and gave it to him and I'm just like this is like the things that like melt your house like like this innocent boy like has no clue who this kid is but just was like hey like you know I want to play with you and here like I want to make you a picture and like you know Dante just has like the best time going to play down there and he's like never made to feel like you know he doesn't belong with other kids just because he like right. he goes in his wheelchair and like you, you have a ball you want to like throw it back and forth like okay let's play right so cute yeah so with that I'm personally ending on the high note because that little boy made my day like I still yeah, like, get teary eyed thinking about him I'm like oh my gosh like I want to know who this is like do you want to come to our house like do you want to be friends like that was really so cute. cute. See, there are a lot of good people in the world. <laughs> there are because they were raised right. Their mama raised them right. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> so, anything else you want to add?
1: No, and you hit everything that I had. So there's. Do nothing you else.
0: You have enough. This.
1: Um, I mean, just in general, I'm just so sick of being cold. Oh, yeah. Like, I get it. It's the end of February. And, like, this winter actually hasn't been that bad.
0: But Mike informed me that the other day when we were walking back like 11 o'clock at night to our car from Sherry's and I'm like um I was like is this supposed to be cold all week and he's like oh it's gonna get up into 40 and I think cold again and he's like this still has been like the warmest February in history I'm like yeah I'm like but in this moment I don't care because I'm cold right now
1: <laughs> right I don't know like I don't know what my problem is lately either but like I'm to the point that there are days that like I don't even feel warm Like, if you were to touch me, like, you'd be like, why? Like, you legit are feeling like a popsicle. And I don't quite understand. Because it hasn't been, like, yes, we've had bone-chilling days. Or we've had, like, crazy high winds that have made it super ridiculously cold. But, like, overall, it hasn't been, like, those minus temperatures every single day. And I don't know We really it, haven't gotten it, to
0: minus. I mean, 20 is the coldest it's gotten.
1: Well, and I, I think if that's like almost kind of like part of it because it's been so nice and it would be like, it'll be beautiful and warm. And then the next day it's like 30 to 40 degrees colder. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if that's it. My body's just like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to put you in shock and freeze you. But I'm just so sick of being so cold all the time. Yeah, like with multiple well, layers on in my house, in a blanket.
0: And this is like the time of year that I can't stand because it's so unpredictable. I'm like, this is what like makes me sick when I'm like, yeah, like I've had a headache for two days. Well, this is part of the problem, other than the fact that like everyone in the house is sick and <clears> trying. <throat> oh my gosh, this dog. A he really seconds. wants to go outside. I've let him out like four times and then so he'll fun. go out for like two seconds and then he comes back in. You're staying out there. What are you trying to chase? What do you see? I'm going to in trouble because everyone's sleeping in the out Oh, sorry. So weird. Maybe he's constipated. Maybe. watch It does happen. He just like goes on steam. He's like, what am I supposed to do? You're like, I don't um, know. You wanted to be there. Well, now I can't tell you what I was about to tell you because it was on my screen in front of me that I left. But it's like, like I was looking, I'm like, well, I wonder what the weather's going to be like this week. And it's like 38, 41, 32, 45, 20. Like, and that's like every day. Like, it's so up and down where it's like, you know, it's not just like, you know, today might be 30 degrees and tomorrow might be 38 degrees. It's like today's going to be 45 and tomorrow's going to be 15. And I just, oh My body can't take all those drastic changes.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's part of it. I just, I can't. Like, walk, and like, literally walking to work on Thursday, like, in that ice storm, I was just like,
0: oh my god. Like, I, why do we do this? Did you have a delayed start? No. Oh.
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) so okay so this is really funny so on wednesday Mm -hmm. we were eating lunch talking about the ice storm and if like it was going to be as bad as people were talking about right Mm -hmm. because sometimes the news over exaggerates people like Mm -hmm. let's be everybody at work was, like, in panic mode, like, are we going to be closed tomorrow? Are we going to have delays? Are we going to have to reschedule everything? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And we're sitting at lunch. Somebody goes, well, it's not like they canceled school tomorrow, so it can't be that bad. And somebody else is like, yeah. If it was just bad, they would start canceling school, like, especially in the city. And then there was, like, this silent pause and I was like, guys, Almost all the schools are on winter break this week.
0: So they can't cancel schools because it's already canceled. Yeah. They're like, oh! <laughs> you know, the kids were FaceTiming my mother in law the other day. And she's like, oh, like, did you go to school today? And he's like, no. And she's like, oh, she's like, because of the snow or the ice? And he's like, no. He's like, there's no school this week. <laughs> and she's like, oh. Like no school, but
1: so we have this game like a couple different versions of it, but they're the what do you mean?
0: Oh yeah, we have
1: one of those, and so like the one is um like text messages. So like, you can like respond with like your text message. Oh yeah, and my favorite card is when when grandma asks you how school is, and it's the middle of July. Well <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, That'll be Vinny. <laughs>
0: lie. Or if you're me, when Grandma asks you how school is, and you're twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, light up it's seven p.m. on February twenty-eighth for Rare Disease Day if you are listening to this in time if not do some research find a rare disease to learn more about and um follow us on social media we'll have stuff there at some point in our lives life is like ridiculously crazy um can follow Dante patient warrior 52 I've actually been trying (laughs) to like do more this month um I've been trying to like bump up his like because it's been like you know kind of like rare disease month like you know just kind of leading up to it and I try to be good about that in February and then you won't see him for you know a while (laughs) so uh (laughs) right all right so we are at filterless females yes well I had to stop I'm like that's us right it's it us. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, so at Filterless Females on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok at FilterlessFMF on Twitter. FilterlessFemales at gmail.com. Sorry, this is where my brain is like, I am done.
1: Yeah, my dog is staring at me because I know she definitely has to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> so your dog like barks to alert you mine just stands in front of me and just like stares at you like Um, I need something
0: I mean he was doing that from the kitchen but then I was ignoring him that's why he barked at me because he was like no like now
1: no you don't understand right now now And, and as always friends be brave Be fierce. Most of all, be filterless. Bye.